of God. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I am Francis Hueso and you are listening to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. We are approaching the end of our series, Letters to the Church. I hope you have enjoyed this series as much as I have enjoyed studying the seven letters Christ dictated to the Apostle John towards the end of his earthly life. Last week's episode was entitled The Walking Dead and was about the Church of Sardis. Christ rebuked this church for having a reputation of being alive but was dead. In the episode, we discussed how our names could be erased from the book of life. I don't think that there could be something worse for a Christian than realizing that they have been sleepwalking in Christ and for that their names have been erased from the book of life. The good news for us is that even if we are part of the group in the church that Jesus considers that are sleepwalking, it is not too late for us. We can still wake up. Today's episode is about the church in Philadelphia. I have entitled this episode, Dancing on the Enemy's Head. Go with me to the book of Revelation and we will read chapter 3 and verses 7 through 13. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they're not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command and endured patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. King Eumenes II of Pergamum established the city of Philadelphia two centuries before Christ. He named the city Philadelphia to honor his brother, Aralus II, his successor, whom he loved very much. Philadelphia means brotherly love or one who loves his brother. Many believe that the purpose of Philadelphia or the city of brotherly love was to export the Greek culture and its language to the surrounding areas. Philadelphia, the gateway to the east, was renowned for its grapes, textiles, and leather goods. The city was essential for commerce and trade and became very wealthy. Currently, the city is called Alexehir, and it is a town and a district of Manisa in Turkey. Jesus introduces himself to the church as the holy and true one who holds the key of David. Isaiah 22.22 tells us, I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. Many people have tried to explain the key of David in different ways, but to me, 
Jesus here is telling the church of Philadelphia that he is the fulfillment of the prophecies about the Messiah. Christ has set an open door before the church to God through his sacrifice and no one can shut that door. If you read Isaiah 22, the entire chapter, you will find that the prophet is talking about a man called Shibna, who was in charge of David's palace. As his chief of staff, he had a master key to the palace. With that key, he could open every door in the palace. Isaiah tells us that the Lord will replace Shibna with a man named Eliakim, and that God will place the key of the house of David on his shoulder. He will be the gatekeeper and decide who could enter the king's house and who had access to the king. The Bible tells us that Christ is the way to God. He is the Eliakim of the New Jerusalem. When Christ gives someone access to the Lord or to God, no one can block that access, for Christ alone has the key of David. Jesus continues his message to this church, saying the same thing he told the other churches. He says, I know your deeds. But instead of rebuking this church as he had done with other churches, he blessed it. Before I go on to talk about the blessing of Christ to this church, I have to share with you that every time I hear the meaning of the name of the city of Philadelphia, I think about Psalms 133, which says, How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountain of Zion, and there the Lord has pronounced his blessing. My family, God blesses his people when we live in harmony or when we have brotherly love for one another. Part of the church testimony in Philadelphia was that they were united. They lived in harmony. To this church, Jesus said, See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. Jesus goes on and tells them, I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. We don't know if that little strength was because of the size of the church or because they were weary due to the battles they were fighting. But we do know that this congregation had kept the word of God and their testimony was intact. Because of that, Jesus promised them that their enemies, which were false Jews from the synagogue of Satan, will fall at their feet and acknowledge that Jesus loved this congregation. I am sure this declaration blessed this church immensely. To understand what this congregation was going through, we need to remember that the church at this time considered themselves spiritual Jews who were heirs of Abraham's promises through Christ. Their belief caused a rift between Christians and Jews since both groups claimed to be God's people. Think about the type of pressure these brand new Christians were under when their own families called them apostate Jews. It is believed that the congregation in Philadelphia suffered much persecution from Jews who were extremely upset because not only some Jews were converting to Christianity, but now Gentiles considered themselves God's chosen people. Still, with the letter from Christ, John assured this congregation that they were heirs of salvation. 
Jesus told them, I open the door to the kingdom of God to you and no one will be ever able to shut it. Jesus even told them their enemies will fall at their feet and recognize his love for them. Glory to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Family, the day will come when Israel, God's chosen people, will recognize that the Christian church is part of the Abrahamic promise. It is essential to know that Jews were persecuting the church of Philadelphia around the time that John wrote this letter, but they no longer persecute the church of Christ. Now Christians worldwide need to pray not only for the peace of Jerusalem, as Jesus asked us to do, but also for the salvation of God's people. Now, returning to Christ's message to the church of Philadelphia, we read, Since you have kept my commands and endured with patience, I will keep you from the hour of trial that will come to the whole world to test the inhabitants of earth. We are not sure what trial Jesus is talking about here, but we know that the church of Philadelphia did not suffer as horrendous persecution from the Romans as other believers in other parts of Asia did. Jesus closes his letter to them saying, I am coming soon, and tells them that the victorious ones will be pillars in the temple of God and will never leave it, that he will write on them the name of God, his city, and his new name. Isn't that amazing? I think it is amazing. Some of you might be wondering, what does this message mean to me today? Well, it means that we, the faithful ones, have access to heaven through Christ. By heaven, I do not mean the new Jerusalem where we would live one day. I mean the kingdom of God now. Every promise of the Bible belongs to us, the citizens of heaven. We might not be there yet, but we have the same rights as those who are living there now. It means that when religious people persecute us for our faith, we have a promise from God that he will bring our enemies to our feet and that they will have to recognize that Jesus loves us. Friends, you have no idea how hard it was for me to say yes to the call of God on my life when Jesus first called me. I was in a denomination that did not allow women to preach. We could go to Africa and be missionaries and preach there or teach Sunday school. But the call of God for women was not recognized, especially if women wanted to preach from the pulpit. Later on, my first congregation was persecuted for their pastor was a single young woman. And even now, some churches do not accept the right of women to preach. But I have seen God bringing the assault of the devil against the right of women preachers to our feet. Some of the people who were against my ministry at first now enjoy my messages. God is true to his promises. If religious people are persecuting you, please remember two things. One, the fight is not against humans, but against the devil who influences humans. And number two, that is not your fight. Jesus himself has promised to help us dance on the devil's head, putting our enemies under our feet. You keep being faithful and do not grow weary. Soon, my friends, your victory will come. The message to the Church of Philadelphia also means to the faithful Christians that because they have kept the word of God and they have not messed up their testimonies, they will go with Jesus in the rapture and will not see the trial that is coming to test the inhabitants of earth. I do not know about you, but sometimes I wish the rapture would be today. 
every time I hear that people of God do not like to read the book of Revelation in the Bible, I get sad because it should be the opposite. People of God, the book of Revelation means victory for the ones who run the races to the end. Revelation talks to us about our glorious reunion with Christ and with all the saints. You know, the more I live, the more people I have in heaven and I want to see them. But let's continue. Did you notice what Jesus said? He told them that the people in the New Jerusalem will not need to carry IDs. Jesus will write on them the name of God, the name of the Holy City, and his new name. That means that he will proclaim who our Father is, where we live, and where we belong and no one can kick us from, and who bought us with his blood and made us his bride. The best of all that is that no one will ever be able to keep us away from the presence of God. Let us remember what Jesus told the Philadelphian church, my friends. He is coming soon. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church. If our podcast has blessed you, please subscribe to it and promote it with your friends and family. For information about our ministry, please go to globalgraceministries.com. Blessings to you and yours.